This is a journey into sound. Now? This one's explosive. I'm Unique, serving up a hard-hitting dose of reality and trending topics concerning you. Weekend Updated with Unique starts now on Blackberry Soul Radio. There's a war out there, old friend. A world war. And it's not about who's got the most bullets. It's about who controls the information. What we see and hear, how we work, what we think. It's all about the information. You're inside the weekend updated. Happy Saturday. It's your girl Unique. And Nika. Nika is back. I'm That's here, right. I'm here. I'm here. And uh, we're on Blackberry Soul Radio. You know that. And uh, we're just going to talk today. It's called Let's Talk. Let's Talk. We're going to do a sisterhood part two, but we're going to save that for Sherelle to join us. Don't roll your <laughs> eyes, girl. <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Nika? I've been just living, you know, trying to take it day by day and take life as it comes, you know. Um, really contemplating and thinking about my next moves in life, you know, getting little things together. My daughter's graduating in May. I know. Wow. Shit. 18. 18. 12th grade. My niece is great. I mean, I, I am like, I, I'm in disbelief, really. So am I. I think she's in disbelief, but it's probably all hitting her at once. Like, oh, my gosh, I need to get some stuff in order. No doubt. College, job, all that stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, so I may sound a little sleepy because I'm just getting back from the Avengers movie. I went five o'clock in the morning. Where you going to be? Avengers in game. <laughs> and I want to actually take you tomorrow on Sunday. So, yes, you are. <laughs> But I'm not going to tell you anything. This the movie is fantabulous. I'm sorry, my patience can three hours sit nowhere for three hours. Three hours. It was worth every three hour and one minute Can't of it. it. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to give people a couple of days, and then probably on next Saturday we're going to talk about it. Can't do it. I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. It just came out. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Cool. Fantabulous movie. Cool beans. So, you know, I have a lot that I want to talk about today. I just want to vibe, get your honest opinion. We tend to not really agree on everything. Right. But then we agree on some things. I always uh, say that we're kind of the same sword, different ends of the sword. I, I get it. Um, so I want to talk about reoccurring exes. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> you do? I hate them. <laughs> uh, Why do you love them? I mean, because I don't I, I I don't know. It's just like they were my friends at one point and I I always just like turn it around into friendship and it's kind of like cool hearing them talking about their relationships and, and it's stuff. not working so Hello. You, Hello. So you're getting kind of an ego boost Ugh. out of it. But I give them good advice though. Which is <laughs> <laughs> stay strong. <laughs> I absolutely hate reoccurring exes. I hate reoccurring love interests. I hate it all because obviously it didn't work for a reason, right? 
And I just find that, you know, it's just like they want to come back because they realize maybe what they missed. It's not really a genuine coming back. Hey, what's going down? How are you? It's a pity. And I'm they don't want to be lonely. I don't don't agree. Oh, I do. I think they want to be lonely. They don't want to be lonely and you're safe. And maybe they just ended a horrible relationship and they realized what they lost. (sighs) No, no, not for me. Okay, what's for you, honey? For me, I just feel like people are in different places in life sometimes. And like, oh, the optimists. <laughs> and sometimes they feel like, oh my God, in it, in it, sometimes you get lost in it. And mm-hmm. you be feeling like, oh, this is too much. It's too much. I can't go through this. I can't go through. The grass is always green on the other side. And then when you get into another relationship, you notice that it's not the other person. It's sometimes yourself. And when you do mm-hmm. some self-reflecting, Absolutely. you go back to that person that you know held you down, that you know was going to be there, that you know was real, that you know was all about you in the first place before you left them to go find yourself. So I think that's sometimes what the, the point is. It's not so always how, about pity. So how many times do that really work though? Cause I don't really think people change. I don't think people change, but I think people self evaluate themselves. I'm only speaking from experience. I've done it. I've always been like something, something wrong with them, something wrong with them, something wrong. And I keep saying something wrong with somebody else. What's wrong with me? Right. But do you make the changes to yourself? Yeah. I make Because the I don't think it's fair if it's the person and then they're like, oh, what's wrong with them? What's wrong? And then it's me. And then you think you've changed. But in essence, you really haven't changed. It may not be a change, but it's also sometimes it's a, you learn how to deal with the other person. If you feel like this person Dealing, is worth tolerating. It, no, not tolerating. You know how this person operates. Mm-hmm. You know that this person is there for you. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm listening, hey, girl. I'm, I'm listening, girl. I can't with her. I'm listening, girl. You can't be listening if you're talking and cheering. Because <laughs> I'm loving that you're really an optimist. I don't have faith in human beings. You know, I don't have faith in men. Uh, when it comes to re, I know reoccurring exes, <laughs> I feel like men. They can be almost out the door and then holding on to this to make sure that that's okay. Then when they think that this situation over here is right, they let left go and go right. And then right ain't right. So then they're like, oh, crap, let me go back and left. And then they in the center here and they all over the place. And you're like, look, dude, like get yourself together, you know. And usually when an ex comes back, I mean, as it relates to me, I just feel like, you know, I've always kind of been the, the friend except for a few that just didn't work out, you know, because I was young and I was, and they were older and I usually date older men. And um, so when those, those situations, you know, I kind of feel bad because I was young, but they're still, you know, we talk and it's nothing, you know, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing, you know, percolating there. I saw your face. There's just nothing percolating there. But when it's like, I let them go because they made a, a dumb mistake, um, I just feel like it's it's not worth even re reevaluating that relationship or giving it another chance. I think once a relationship is over, it's usually done so for me. Yeah, that's that's cute. But um I feel like for myself, like I um I owe some blame to myself because I feel like I haven't given someone a hundred percent of me. So like when people leave, I'm okay. 
Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, okay, girl, I ain't hurt. I'm okay. I'm okay with that because you don't even for real. You know, you know, you haven't touched me deep into. I, I, I'm okay. I can move on. And as we I can, go, I go back to you, I can live another day. You're shielding your heart, and that's that's just that's just. Un- but when I, I love someone, I love someone, and and I don't have to end up with you, and I don't have to. You know, sometimes you just figure in your own self within your own self that this person is better as a friend. Hmm. I, I, I fuck with her as a person. And how does that person receive that? Like, how does that when... It never works for me. Yeah. Because I was going to say, is it different for women <laughs> than men? Because I wonder if women say, okay, you know what? You're right. Let's just be friends. Men is like, uh-uh. I cannot be your friend. I'm not going to be your friend. Yeah, women oh, say the same no. thing. And, and they be in relationships and they say that to me. And I'm like, excuse me. I don't understand what the problem is. Mm. You're in a whole relationship. I'm single mm. and I'm accepting you. Let me take a you. sip of my uh, Why red eye. Why can't you accept the fact that I'm going to, I want to be in your life, but I'm, I'm willing to be in your life as a friend and I'm willing to be in your life as a friend to embrace whoever you with mm-hmm. and respect whoever you with, but I just want to be in your life. It's okay. Why am I getting a third degree and you're in a relationship? Right. I'm confused. Right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Weekend Updated right here with Unique and... Nika! And you're listening to Blackberry Soul Radio. We're going to continue. We're continuing. I just wanted to let people know we're taking a little different format here. Before, we took a couple of breaks. So this time, we're going to go through like almost an hour, take a break, and then finish it off another hour because I think that people don't like breaks. I know I don't. When things get good, I'm like, oh, come on. Right. Come on. Come on. So... It's called cliffhangers. I know. A cliffhanger. <laughs> I don't like hanging on cliffs. Not at all. Especially when it comes to relationships. Something that me and my friend was talking about today. I know we talk about relationships a lot. Um, we're going to get in some other stuff too. But I just love talking about relationships because I'm not in one. Um, no sex in a marriage. It's not a relationship. It's a marriage. She was it sharing with me that her friend is like at his last wits with his <laughs> wife because she won't have sex with him. And he should be. That is crazy. I was like, what's going on? Is the twat stinky or is, <laughs> I mean, not to make fun of that because some women, I mean, that could be a very sensitive issue and they don't want to, it's embarrassing. But if your twat was having issues, it would have been having issues from the beginning. Not always. Could well, be. What the, are you doing different? Could be the man. A lot of times men are the reasons, reason why women have BV. See, dick make you sick. <laughs> That was funny. Um, Anyway, moving on. Um, And or I mean, maybe she's not attracted to him. There's just so many questions that I have there that I was asking. And she's like, I don't know. You know, and I'm just like that right there for me is like the one third, you know, like relationships is about the physical and the sex. And it's about the emotional and the spiritual. Those are things. And then it's about the intellectual and the mental bonding, right? And right. so if all three of those have to like be in accordance, Coincide. yes. Mm-hmm. And if we're missing one, then you no longer are my husband or my friend. Right. I mean, my husband or my my boyfriend, you like fall into you other categories. You have breached your contract, like yes. you <laughs> You have breached your contract. I've, you know, since that forum, we've been getting requests to do a, a part two. Uh, one of the gentlemen, shout out to Trent. Trent, 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 Trent. Uh, he was like, oh man, I'm sorry I had to cancel on y'all. Um, he wants us to do another forum. Um, thinking of some different things like talking about polygamy, polyandry, which a lot of people are like, what is that? Um, it's when there is multiple husbands and one woman, all heterosexual men and one woman. And I am really excited about that lifestyle. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would love to have twins. Twins. You have lost it. How have I lost it? But when you say multiple wives, people are like, oh, okay. No. I can. That's, that's cultural. It's cultural I'm as well. Polyandry. Um, look it up. and um, I'm biased. I know you're biased on it, but um, I would love to have that. And I mean, I wonder how the dynamics are, because when it comes to the man and his multiple wives, the man is responsible for taking care right. of each wife. It's right. not like a play a play a thing that exactly. in the Western culture, we think it's play a play right. from the Himalayas. No, no. you, you have home. to take care of home. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend who's Kenyan, and he said that his father actually was tur turned off because his father had multiple wives and you you have to take care of every last wife get into that okay so usa we think oh i got a wife here i got a wife here these sister wives all this stuff that goes on the instagram when you see i ain't gonna shout out this these certain families out here that we're have that. we're not gonna do that but that have uh there's big in polygamy and they are just like glorifying it but you don't see the other side of it. Right. And the other side is just that it's just not that great. It's not. So I would like to know how great it is from a woman's perspective in a polyandry uh, relationship. I really would like to hear that too. Particularly with two um, twin brothers. <laughs> and if I had it my way, it would be great to have them to be identical. This goes back to her Instagram stalking, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say their names. Because I'm getting really, really close to that, like, to them being a part of like physical you're not gonna find that so uh, you, prevalent in the world honey twins yes come on now yes that would be great what if they weren't twins would you be open to that or you want twins i mean uh the idea is to have twins but i would be open to any uh any of that you better get on down i better get on down <laughs> as long as i'm not getting on down having to pay for them and yeah, taking you, care of the home and all of that I didn't say I wanted that role. I said I wanted the role but of. But you, you. There's a bunch sweetie. of providers here. No, 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 no. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. yes. <laughs> I think you. I think you're missing the point. Like you said, when the men are doing it, they're taking care of the household. Right. So why does the role have to be reversed when it's the woman who wants this poly? Would you say Andre? Andre lifestyle. And what is polyamorous? That's men. That's the whole lifestyle in general. Okay. But that's the, that's probably the man part of it's it. Too many. Cause polyandry, people don't know that they go, Oh, you mean, uh, you know, poly right. whatever. And I said, no, I actually no, no way. I can't be one of five wives. So why are you discredited from taking care of the household when you want twins? Because my traditional values still stand. This girl got too much going on. Y'all. <laughs> You better. <laughs> Good luck, guys. You better. <laughs> so I, I, I would love to have. I mean, that's that's pretty much a fantasy, but I'm not sure that that could take I place unless love. I live in that part of the world. Um, I would which, love to be a part of looking at that from the outside looking in. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It. So anyway, I wanted to talk to um, a person who lives in that lifestyle. I would love and to so, hear shout, on that. Absolutely. Like, come on. Yeah, come please. on down. Um, so we're definitely talk. We're art thou. Well, I'm talking to a <laughs> few art thous. But what I keep running into in America or the US, US of A is the poly polyamorous 
not really it's just more of an open relationship mm-hmm. people are married and they have and they swing mm-hmm. i'm not seeing the real lifestyle right. of marriage right. um multiple wives i'm seeing the swingers which is good to talk to them as well but it's to me i would like it from the woman's perspective of, i really would too you know just as a wife and as a number one wife as a number two wife as a number five wife Straight up. i really want to to delve into that part of it it may have to look into more of the you know um cultural aspect of it and not really talking about it from a western standpoint because i think we're going to keep just getting the sex of it yeah because i find myself watching sister wives all the time and i'm really intrigued by that mm-hmm. because I, I i can't see myself being that disciplined where there is one husband two wives three wives four wives and everybody's on a schedule yes i can't i saw that see myself and they looked unhappy and a lot of them are miserable yeah a the lot of them are miserable. They have signed unhappy. up for something. They have cast. A, they have written a check that they ask can't cash. Right, and they have and di- kids as well. They have plenty I of. I saw kids. that, and that was not something I could get down with. So I'm, I'm just really, really interested in really in real life, off scene, off screen, seeing real life people live that life and be okay. Or yeah. Behind this, what is going on with y'all? Yeah. And Don't put me on no schedule. I mean, I guess I mean, it's all about crazy. equity and being fair. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got to get some. I but found I mean, it that weird. means that on your day, you got to be in the mood. You got to be ready. You got to be right. You got to be. And if you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. It's just too much. It's just too, my mind goes so yeah, far it, on That's that. why I would love to talk to somebody about Absolutely. how that, because that means they're used to it. So it's right. nothing different. So nah. talking about monogamy, they probably would be like, well, how can you do that? How with just you? one and, <laughs> oh, really? Get on back just up. Jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, I think, I think the America per- part of it or the westernized part of it is, that we see the sex and we glorify the sex of right. it, but we don't really know the relationship and the bonding part of it, which to me, can it be, is it really bonding if everyone is separate and they're getting their separate times and they're living parts of the house and another person lived out on the guest house? And then you got to think about who loves who more. It's just too much. So now that we're talking about this, how do you feel about if someone say they love two people? Like, how do you feel about that? Like, I love you and I love her too. If your man ever told you that, like, I love you. You'd hold me down. You do this, but I love her for this. Do you think that's possible? How do you? Uh, Yeah, I absolutely think you can love multiple people. Um, It will put me in a different sense of placement in the relationship. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to be faithful. I just, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to be faithful. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to see myself. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see myself sitting on the couch whining about that. Like, oh, God, is he with her? Nah. The way my mind thinks is it just process logic. Yes, you can logically love multiple people because love stems from the same thing. And I don't want to keep harping on that. Right. Please. But um, (laughs) it's something called discipline, something called trust, loyalty. Um, And, you know. I just, I mean, I can, I believe you can. I won't, I won't tolerate it. Though. Anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. I can do anything better than you. Uh-huh. 
And speaking about the love, the loyalty and true and well, the loyalty, I had a question that I was thinking about because I usually get this a lot. I'm about truth. And so sometimes, you know, I'll get in trouble with really close friends or family that believe that I should always have their back 100 percent of the time, even if they're wrong. And I just believe in truth. So I want to hear your your point, your viewpoint on the loyalty versus truth. What are you laughing at? Because I feel like you, I feel like I know where you're coming from with that. <laughs> what, what am I coming from with that? Anyway, loyalty and truth. I feel like you're loyal if you tell the truth. I feel like mm. the truth does hurt, but it's, it needs to be heard. What and, I mean by that is that there's a public forum and apparently your family member or close friend is wrong and this other person is right and you agree with truth. Not just that the person, but the truth. And so you address it and say, hey, well, this person is actually right. And then other person's like, I can't believe you. You're supposed to be my sister. Or you're supposed to be my mother. Or you're supposed to be my... Okay. The truth prevails all the time. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Because I struggle with that. I struggle with people, you know, clicks. And, you know, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in personal friendship where people feel like, no matter what loyalty prevails. And I feel like loyalty is just kind of a, um, a guise for self-esteem or for confidence. It's like a comfort blanket for human beings. It's like, you know, um, it, it really feeds into insecurity or, or rather it's a band aid for insecurity. I agree. And so I, I don't necessarily believe in loyalty. I believe that, um, I believe that what I just said, I believe that there's respect, there's trust, like trust supersedes everything. And within trust, you want to make sure that you can be truthful, you know, with, with whoever you can check somebody because you love that person. Like I don't spend a lot of time on people I don't care about, you know, people I don't care about sound the fool, mispronounce a word, doing crazy stuff. I typically just like, Oh, anyway, Mm -hmm. but if I care about that person, I'm going to check you. Um, I'm going to be able to tell you the truth because you only get better with that. Oh, you or that person can choose to be to do well or not. Right. But if they are unknowing, then you can't hold them accountable and expect have high expectations. So I just wanted to get your viewpoint on loyalty versus the truth. From experience, I feel like even though like from experience, people have told me what I wanted to hear. But I tend to flock to people who tell me the truth. Like and 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 all of the shit that I've done wrong in my life, I tend to go to the people I've never told or talked to people that I know that's gonna be like, "Girl, you have lost your goddamn mind." When you end your when you end your foolishness, mm-hmm. you're not gonna go to somebody who you know you're gonna tell the truth. You're gonna go to somebody that's gonna flock to whatever you're going through. Mm. But when you and sit back and, and that's rooted in that insecurity or looking for that comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's comforting. It's like, okay, bitch, I'm not wrong. (laughs) But when you get to a point where you want to do something different, you go to that person that you want, that's going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the person that has an everlasting effect on your life. Right. So that's why I say truth always prevails, period, period. Because guess what? The people that's with you doing the stupid shit is going to laugh behind your back. Right. They're not going to be like telling you some real stuff and telling you which way to go and how stupid you look and how you did this and did that to people's lives. They're going to just laugh. Right. You know what I mean? So I'd rather go to the people that's going to tell me the truth, even though it hurts because I'm a sensitive motherfucker. I I really 
am sensitive. And I've realized that in the past couple of years. I'm really very sensitive. Very sensitive. But I feel like that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sensitivity is, to me, it's rooted in compassion. And it's rooted in just being a passionate person. And the love. And love. That I genuinely have for people. Right. Because people that I don't, give, I don't give a shit what you say, but people that I love <laughs> say something, I'm, I might start crying on accident. Mm. <laughs> what is that in your oh please? It's just dust. It's nothing rolling okay. down my cheek. <laughs> I'm a G. I ain't crying. <laughs> I'm always crying. Right. You're you're very sensitive. <laughs> very 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 sensitive. So I think yeah, I'm glad to hear that you believe that truth prevails. All you Definitely. know, I think that. There's way too many people that are afraid of truth. And there's way too many people that want to censor those people that are truthful. Oh, but it's going to hurt people's feelings. To me, it hurts my feelings to let people go about life not knowing that they're actually making mistakes. Or me going about life. The most embarrassing thing is mispronouncing words. I love love to correct people. And... I, I, I'm like, I've been saying this word wrong for five years I and it. I will check you like, yo, you let me sound like a dummy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I just, I just didn't think it was, or a booger. You know, you can't tell your friend they got a booger. I, I, for a long time, I couldn't. Why? I couldn't tell people they got a booger. I'd be booger. like, girl. Uh-uh. I can't tell people they breath stink. Remember, I, the, were you with me in New York? <laughs> and this guy <laughs> said, "Why you look cute, but you got a booger in your nose. Oh my God, no. I think I was with my girl Christian. I was so embarrassed. But I just, I, 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 loved, I just I stare at it. But I loved him. I loved him for that. Right. Not really loved him, loved, but yeah, I loved right. the action for it. And he was like, you know, let me get your level, whatever. So I'm like, this guy is the real deal. If you could tell somebody you met that they have a booger, right. and then hey, let me still get your yeah, because boogers you know, are natural. We were sitting in a in an <laughs> event. I had some tracks in my hair. <laughs> I mean, I thought my hair was looking cute. Oh, shoot. Had a little bun up. Didn't realize the track was showing in the back. Oh, God, I remember that. Yes. Guy could say, hey, mom, hey, let me tell you. Chased you out. You chased me out the place. <laughs> hey, yeah, you had a nice poem going on there, sweetie. But uh, your thing was showing in and the he back. he said, man, my mom would kill me if I didn't tell her her tracks was showing. And I said, thank you so much. Ooh, let me take this bun down. Meanwhile, I was dying. Yeah. I, I, like weird things seems to happen to me, but I thought that that was <laughs> the most hilarious thing ever. I mean, that's where I talked about the truth because it hurts because it's like, oh my god, how many it's people? Things for a little bit, but at the end of the day, you but be, you like, you're oh, not thank go the whole you. Day with everybody just looking at the back of your head, like shown. right, your hair is cute, but I'm not right. But uh, when you we turn around, yeah. You know, that that's the thing, like letting people look stupid or not checking folks. And it's a way that you do it. Like the guy, he was not rude at all. Right. He was real. He was real cool with it. Yeah, I like that. I was like, thank you, sir. And then he he, he buttered it up by saying, yeah, my mom will kill me. if I He didn't even have to butter it he up. He didn't have to, but he did because of the fact that he understands that women sometimes, you know what I'm saying? That's a touchy subject. Right. It's not for me. Not it's, everybody wanted everybody to know that they got drugs in their head. Right. Okay? But speaking of butter up. I remember I was in the mall and my butt crack was showing. No. <laughs> and this guy told me my butt crack was showing. How come people tell you this stuff? <laughs> I have no clue. Maybe it doesn't happen to other people, but I thought <laughs> this was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I could not say he was like, okay. I'm like, thank you. It was so hilarious to me. But those things, no pun intended, but <laughs> tend to happen. And I just, I'm a lover of truth. So even if it hurts, I love that about you. 
Because I, I, I probably would have turned around, get the fuck out of my face. Why? <laughs> I don't know. A little pervert looking at my I'm butt crack. <laughs> I, it's, hate, I hate to be embarrassed. It, I hate it, it. it. To me, embarrassing is coming home and looking in this mirror and seeing a big booger. <laughs> if somebody said I had a booger, I'd probably look at them and be like, well, you got my... Uh, Dirty feet. Okay. Yeah. You got something. Really? Sometimes. I would think I them used to be in that place where I felt like defensive, like... Tell me I got a fucking booger. No, I, I, excuse me. Do I have a booger? Is anything in my teeth? They're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't even use my middle finger to dig it up my nose because it's so little. But that's growth, though. Yeah, I guess so. That's growth. Because it's more embarrassing to come home and see, I've been talking to who, I've been networking with what, I've been trying to look cute for what, and. Right, that's embarrassing. Yes. That's totally embarrassing. So I'm making phone calls. Hey, why didn't you tell me I had a big crusty booger? I, girl, I, I didn't see. You saw it. People see it. They see it. Because I see it and I just be staring at it. And speaking of which, it seems like women tend to like let women look stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on Instagram and these, you know, girls just look a crazy mess with these curly fry hair. Oh my God. And I'm like, why did they get their hair like that? And, and their friends just, are just like, girl, you look good, girl. And but I'm, they would go tell somebody else. Right. I Why? And they think these are some, they loyal friends. I am just the like. The truth is loyalty. Like you got, to, if you want to be loyal to me, you got to tell me the truth. Right. Oh, she just hating on you. And it's like, I was in the inbox. Hey, like, you know, that texture not matching in your, your roots, girl. I know somebody can hook you up and fix. I just think that that is. The worst. But you know what What stops that from happening is because everybody, I don't know why in this day and age, everybody calls you a hater. True. If you tell somebody something. Facts. You a fucking hater. Facts. I hate it. I hate Facts. when people use the wrong adjectives. Oh, here we go. Okay? Don't look at me weird. The wrong adjectives to describe somebody. Don't do that. Like delusional. I'm not a ha- delusional, envious. Don't do that. Hater, don't do that. A hate to me is rooted in, in hate. It's, it's rooted if you are a hater it's a negative reason right you can't hate on someone that is i was gonna say really below you you know because there i was a saying that i put in the family chat not is that level. typically typically people who criticize you is not who, who criticize you are not on your level absolutely you know people who are above and doing their thing or they're on your level they're not you. worried about you correct i doubt that beyonce or i doubt that you know Adele, or I doubt that Bob Johnson is on Instagram right. commenting. You know, in my darkest days, I was a troll before <laughs> trolls even came out, before Instagram, before Facebook, before any of this stuff. You know, right. in my darkest days, it drove me to do crazy stuff because I didn't look at people as humans online. During that time, the internet has just surfaced. Uh, it wasn't about Instagram and right. Facebook. It was about actual uh, message boards. Mm-hmm. So I looked at everybody as an ex. Until when I saw somebody. Yes, before. until I saw the people I was chatting with on the bus. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is real life. Yeah. That was a reality chat mm-hmm. because you ruin people days. Like people are real. And then up today, they look at you as a person. They'll meet you by your job. They'll find out where oh, you yeah. live, where you work. Absolutely. And they'll meet you. They'll and, call catfish. Right. And they'll say, hey, what's up? <laughs> right. And you be looking you know, dumb. And you're like, I, but it, it's just the internet. <laughs> no, it's not just the internet. It's a way of communicating. It's a human being behind right. this post. Right. So back on this hater thing, I think that, you know, um, you know, of today, I don't like today right now. I don't like I the climate it. in which we live. You can't have your own 
<laughs> I what? You wrote climate. I what sure did. Wrote cli- I wrote climate. I hate it. <laughs> I hate climate right now. And I hate the political climate we live in right now. And I hate the economic climate we live in. I just hate the social climate we live in right. even more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because I should be able to have my own opinion on everything. Absolutely. And you should be able to have yours. And we should be able to converse. Mm-hmm. And if that turns into a friendly debate, it's okay. Let's give each other a high five afterwards. Right. I absolutely hate that everyone thinks that I have to agree with them and you have to agree with me because of basis of the color of the skin or basis of whatever economic uh you grew up grew up political like that to me is just the worst and granted if you say something online about it you know i am truly uh a libertarian Mm -hmm. that's not uh any anything that i hide from my car says libertarian Mm -hmm. on it i am i believe that you could say whatever you want to say and i should be able to after you finish Say whatever I want to say. I truly believe in uh, in in human rights, civil rights, the First Amendment, right? As long as you're not abusing a child, right? Okay, two human beings. I don't need the government or anyone else to dictate what I should and shouldn't say. And I definitely don't need the court of public opinion to try to ruin my life or your life or someone else's life because somebody said X, Y, and Z. I believe in equity and um, we fought for equality. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it's time to move on for, to fight for equity and not police every single thing a person says and does. If you're a conservative and you have your own viewpoints, great. If you're a liberal, you have your own group uh, viewpoints, great. If you're a moderate, libertarian, Whatever. Yeah, every conversation doesn't have a right or wrong answer. That too. Facts. <laughs> like my girl Jada Pinkett said, facts. Because my thing is, everybody wants to be right. Right. And I seek for understanding. The worst thing in a, in a conversation is when someone does not want to understand you and they have a one-way dialogue right. conversation. I absolutely hate when people go, let me finish. Let me get 60 minutes and talk for 60 freaking minutes. Right. You know who you are. <laughs> and want me to sit there and listen and have a monologue with you. And then I'm supposed to remember after you talk for 60 minutes, which you all of what you said, I have to pull out my book and take notes. Okay, now is it my turn after an hour? Let me reference uh, when you said X, Y, and Z about an hour ago. Like and that's why I use my favorite phrase, bottom line is shit. Bottom line it. Because at the end of the day, we can talk for hours on and on and on, difference of opinion, the same thing over and over. At the end of the day, we can agree to disagree. Absolutely. This is how I feel. That is how you feel. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to connect. Right. Or just let's have a friendly disagreement and say, I agree right. to, disagree. to disagree. Or we agree to disagree. But we cool though. Right. It's a, it's a the thing about... The fact that we can sit here and have a great debate, it's great. It's awesome. It's perfect for a relationship. Nobody's going to agree with everything. Somebody, if you agree with everything, I say you fake. Right. You There's know damn no well way. you fake. Right. <laughs> There's just no way. We're the same bloodline and, and we don't agree with every fucking thing And we grew up to, together. Together. Same household. No. And yeah. I just... I, I don't... I just... I don't like that that everyone wants to be right. I apologize a lot and then people like, oh, and, they, and one thing I've noticed about certain people, when, when I apologize, they keep it going. Right. I hate that. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, babe, I just said I, I apologize. Said, I, I, okay. 
I no but no. When you said it again. Oh, I apologize. How many times I gotta apologize for the same? I apologize. Thing? You know what? You're right. You checked me. People people feed off of that, and that is just so annoying. Right, because to me, it's like you're it's not, not. It's just you and I having this conversation. You're not winning the medal. You're not winning the grand prize, sweetie. At the end of the conversation, what do you want from this? I'm telling you, okay, I apologize. Right. That's is it. it. Is it the fear of being wrong? Or the ego that wants people to ego. be people right. Ego. I could tell you right now, hundred percent is ego because I've been, uh, I've been guilty. Oh, you of, always guilty of. Uh, keep going. <laughs> but you say no, I'm, girl. You be like, oh yeah, this one right here, and I'm like, this is not what it is, me, girl. <laughs> and you be like, yeah, I, I think, think I, you make you make I, 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 I. First of all, <laughs> let's go, girl. I'm totally honest when I don't know. I'll be like, girl, I'm just, I don't know. After a while. I'm After like, I a know. while. I mean, you will let someone drive. You tell them, for sure, I know it's right. Turn right here. And I'm like, are you and sure? Like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> After an hour. And I'm also guilty of letting you, if I, if like, we're driving home and you miss, I'm like, girl, the exit was back there. Where we go? Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't know. I thought maybe he was taking me somewhere. No. It's a surprise. No. If I say I'm going home. <laughs> I get a kick out of stupid shit, y'all. I'm sorry. You, I do. You do. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, um, okay. And then you, cur- why didn't you tell me? Oh, let me tell you guys, okay. Anybody If you're just knows- tuning in, you're inside the weekend updated right here with Unique and. Unique. And we're just talking. This show is called Let's Talk. So go ahead, girl. Please, anybody that knows Unique, do not have a five minute difference and mm. your time that you say you got to be somewhere, mm-hmm. you're going to be dead. I am a slave to the clock. I'm not sure absolutely why I um, function that way, but I would rather not go to something than to be five minutes late to something. I just feel like when I arrive um, late, it just sets me off. I don't know where that comes from. I'm not sure why I feel that way, but I'm not into the being late, uh, fashionably late. I don't like, like there is a person in my life that is always late. And so I have to tell this person, like, let's say if a meeting starts at nine 30, I got to tell this person the meeting starts at nine. Absolutely. So then the person shows up at nine 23 and they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's cool. No problem. Because it starts in seven minutes, but right. I never tell the person what I'm doing because this person is always late. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm the type of person that makes somebody sweat. Like, <laughs> you be like, Nikki, you got to be there like 10, 15. I won't, I won't text you all day, but I'll be there at 10, 15. I really what, will. What is up with this? <laughs> like, what is this I called? I have stuff going on. What I, is it called? I like the deep. I sweat. heard you. You ain't got to keep making sure. You know, you got to remind people because then if you don't and they don't show up and they say, well, why didn't you send me a reminder? I sent a calendar request. <laughs> and in the calendar request, I put 30 minute reminder reminder and a 15 minute reminder. I'm just a fool. I like stupid shit. I promise you I like stupid. <laughs> but you do. You play with people, too, because when I was on the bus coming here and I was like, ah, hello, <laughs> that wasn't playing. I'm like, girl, I'm five minutes away. What do you want? But I didn't know that. Uh huh. <laughs> I knew you were, I, I didn't let it go on and on. It was literally, what do you want? I am on my way. I'm typically very good. My patience is my weakness. I cannot. I'm a pretty patient person. I am not. Um, I give everybody different cup sizes. So some people have a shot 
a shot glass worth of my patients. And some people have jugs. Some people have, you know, oceans. But when that thing tips over, I'm pretty much done. So usually, though, people who have big jugs take the most advantage. And then when it's over, they're like, well, I remember when you did, you know, did it. And it's like, sweetie, I've given you a jug worth of my patience. But everybody don't know they're getting a the jug. Okay. So. You, you should know if you keep doing dumb stuff. <laughs> And you keep saying dumb stuff and you just being a dumb person. And but I say it's over. Themselves. Nah, no. All right, let's lighten the mood. How about this? this let's, let's talk about things we hate. Okay. Let's okay. Talk about, <laughs> oh my God, your pet peeves. So <sighs> mine is when people don't say, excuse me. Like what I was standing. Okay. So I was in a burger oh, game one time. Yes. Order some food. And you know, everybody has to move to the side mm-hmm. to wait for that number to be called. Sure. So thing. my side happens to be by the drink um, machine, whatever. Mm-hmm. This Amazonian Caucasian persuasion walks up to me and stands there. And I'm standing there like, okay. <laughs> and she makes this meme, like, and I'm like, okay. I'm not about to move unless you say, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I hate that people think that just because you walk somewhere, I'm supposed to slide to the side. You're not doing it. I hate that type of stuff. Well, what if you took it and be uh, a positive thing and say, oh, do you mean to say, excuse me? I'm not doing it. Would you like me to move? I'm not supposed to say anything. You know you're standing in the way. So was a lot of other people. But you were in her way, so. Excuse me. Or how about what happened at the gas station? Oh, my God. This girl is cray cray, (laughs) y'all. I don't like rude people. So especially when there's a line, two cash registers open, and then it's kind of like a split line. I can't breathe. And I'm just standing there minding my business, and there's two lines, it looks as if, and somebody turns around, come on, this is two lines. And I want to say, first of all, mind your damn business. But you said what? But I said, no, somebody said, hey, so is it two lines? And I said, well, according to the asshole right there. No, what did you really say? I said, compared to the asshole right there. <laughs> I meant to say according. I was so he angry was so because he was so rude. <laughs> I died. And I'm like, first I of died. all, the person you were in front of the person that was in front of me. So the person in front of me could have just said, hey, the line starts or just the way you said it. Come on. The line starts back there, y'all. And what else did you say? If he was a what? He wouldn't have said I said if I was a man, <laughs> he would have said, hey, y'all, hey there, buddy. Uh, the line probably starts back there. Don't talk to me. But when I said, according to the asshole right there, the line, it's one line. He looks, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, y'all. She was so loud and wrong. <laughs> I know. I said I it. Said, I said it compared. You said compared. Yeah. And I say I can't even get into it right now. I'm dying laughing right now. I can't. I can't. I even meant get, to say according to, not compared to. I can't even get a kick out of the fact that you said it loud for this man to hear you because you was loud and wrong, dear. I know. The lady laughed and said, "Oh, it's one line." I and I didn't think anybody heard me say compared to instead of according to. I was so angry. It's like, don't talk to me. Oh God, I, don't. Love, I just love this girl. So I'm wrong. Don't talk her, to y'all. me. 
So a pet peeve is disrespect and being rude Absolutely. for no reason, particularly when it's a man to a woman. Absolutely. I don't, and I don't like when homeless men. I was about to say that. Ask me for some damn money. At, what, let what, let all the men pass right. and then run to the women and ask you for money. Let me tell you a real story. I really don't like that. Let me tell you a real story, and I'm just so ever just like that. I'm so ever disgusted with men asking me for money, homeless, because I, I, I usually give. So I'm on a train one time in D.C. This man, okay, I, I'm, you know, I always try to sit in the back with a, nobody's right there, the little mm-hmm. wall right there, mm-hmm. mind my business down mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. way because people are stupid on the train. This man gets on the train. He like, can I get a dollar? <laughs> Literally, y'all, I don't have a dollar today because any other day I would give him a dollar just because I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have it. This man was like, well, I'm start robbing y'all bitches this summer. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> See, this is why I love the South <laughs> because you can carry. It's open carry and concealed, and it's easy to get your concealed license. And I try me. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to people. Like people are nuts. And try me. People are very nuts, and that's why I believe in bearing arms and protecting yourself. Yes, I believe. Because I, I don't. I don't play with that. Men, stupid men. Not all men. And that's why I believe that because men, when, when a man sees a man, a woman with a man, he just approaches the situation a little differently. Yeah, true, true facts. Okay. I, I, you know, that man talking to me like, come on, y'all. <laughs> y'all, I think she was, he was a little tired. <laughs> come on, y'all. Like, come on now, bitch. I couldn't take her. Like, first of all, I don't even know how that man came at her, but she wasn't fooled that day. No, because I was not trying to (laughs) cut line. Come on. It's two lines. I'm looking. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And the person that was really in front of me didn't didn't say anything. Yeah. And he's in front of the person in front. Like, come on, y'all. I'm just glad I stayed in the second line. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you that you did because there were people behind you. I just thought, like, come on. I, I absolutely hate when men are disrespectful to women oh. because I know if I was a man, your situ- your voice, your tone, your approach would have been totally different. No, you're absolutely right. Um, another pet peeve of mine is I'm not picking on the fellas today. This but is funny. What is Pikachu. funny? Pikachu. <laughs> no, what am I about to say? Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu. Pikachu. Pikachu and you and you. And you and you and you. <laughs> Uh, I just I'm not all right I'm not gonna say it go ahead say it nah I'm not gonna say it this is your form to say it no I'm not gonna say Say it it. I'm not gonna say it um so being late being inconsiderate and smart ass mouth kids I can't stand uh you know it's like I want to go to the parents and sock them (laughs) I I don't like smart smart kids yeah it it all falls under disrespect Disrespect. i'm with it i absolutely because the thing is i'm i generally carry myself as a as a you know a cool person stand up kind of guy girl excuse me (laughs) excuse me (laughs) and um people take you for bad they do you know they think oh they take your kindness for weakness that you're just oh she's a pushover she's this she's that and it's like no buddy First of all, my moon's in Taurus, so I'm pretty calm, cool, and collective. My emotions are cool, you know. I don't know where my moon is. 
Yeah, what is your? You don't even know where your birthday is. That's that the problem. problem. Um, and so the moon regulates as we talk about astrology here. Mm-hmm. The moon is uh, your emotions. So mm-hmm. my emotions are generally. I mean, my emotions is in Taurus. Mm-hmm. My moon is in Taurus. So Tauruses are cool and tell. Okay, cool and tell. Now you got to take how, where a person grew up. You got to take all of that into consideration. If we grew up together in the same hood, we got the same stresses. Mm -hmm. Okay. We get each other. Okay. So don't try me. Right. Okay. Just because I dress nice and I'm dressing up professionally and I speak a little different. Please look at the surroundings like my family, my, my, I don't really, my friends, some of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at my past. Don't take me for bad. Don't disrespect me. I have absolutely no patience for disrespect. I got a little bit more patience for stupidity because sometimes people just don't know better. Okay. But I absolutely hate disrespect. Absolutely. Hands down to the ground. I I can't function in disrespect. I black out. I don't understand. I see red. I don't care who you are, what your position is. If it takes me losing my job, you're not going to disrespect me. I believe that how you allow someone to treat you is how they're going to treat you. Right. And I've just dealt with a lot of disrespect that I couldn't uh, control in my childhood. And I'm not, if I don't let mommy or daddy or people that are you know important to me and i love disrespect me there is no No way way. i don't care if you're a boss i don't care if you're a politician i don't care who you are like mommy daddy family means so much more and they don't disrespect me there is no way i'm going to allow you to and i won't disrespect you it's reciprocal like i'm not going to go around disrespecting people right exactly but for some reason human beings some of them (laughs) don't understand that that notion that everyone like you treat people as you want, want to, to be, be treated. treated and if right. you want to be disrespected i just don't know too many people that want to be disrespected right. and to me it all boils down to the respect and love that you have for yourself straight up not to you know to go to to take it there but right. it is you know usually people who don't value themselves and don't love themselves they treat people any kind of way that's true. Or they're extremely nice. I have a thing about really nice people. That's another pet peeve of mine. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. I think that extremely nice people, there's something percolating underneath. I just don't trust them. I don't. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't trust them either. I just, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Hello. Yeah. Whatever right. you want. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Psychos. And it's problem. like, hey, like, what do, what do you want? What are your passions in life? What is your opinion on things? You know, um, I think really, really, really nice people tend to have very, very, very low self-esteem. Yeah. And I just can't trust them. You call get wits. You're not really get wits. I'm talking about really nice people like that just bend over backwards for everything you do um, immediately want to help you because there has to be some caution with 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 people. Mm Like we live in a world where you got to be cautious, you know, you got to, you at least got to have a third eye when you're meeting people like to, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. You Like you just met the person. Mm-hmm. I just feel that, Unless you know. they have ulterior motives. Yeah. And I think being nice, extremely nice, uh, you know, there, there is something called cordial. There is something called generous. There's something called a few things. But personally, I think people that 
bend over backwards for other people and forego their own emotions and their own feelings and their own wants, there's something missing, missing there. Yeah. Something definitely missing there. So definitely. I just, I, I'm not, mm, <laughs> that's a, that's a pet peeve of mine. I don't mine. know about that. I, I, can't, I can't do that. Any, right. what, what, what's your pet peeves? Liars. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely liars. Yeah. Like if I ask you direct questions. Mm-hmm. And you tell me a direct answer. Mm-hmm. Please let that be the truth. Because I don't understand. I just don't understand, especially as being grown. I'm 35. 35 plus, there should be no reason why you lying. Right. It really should be no reasons why you lying. As my girl Jada Pinkett said, facts. <laughs> I mean, people, if you haven't realized in life by now that people are going to deal with you because they want to. Mm-hmm. Not because of what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. Then you got issues. If you tell me I'm married and I still choose to deal with you, that's my choice. You don't leave nobody with no choice. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I hate that. If I'm gonna do something crazy and step out on my relationship, I'm gonna be honest with the other person. Cause guess what? When you try to come tell on me and you gonna try to go do this and that, cool. Mm-hmm. They already know. Right. You ain't saying nothing. I already said to them. Facts. So I cannot stand somebody because when you lie to me, I feel like you think I'm that dumb to believe it. Mm-hmm. So that's disrespectful. It has, and it, yeah, it's very disrespectful. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you as a person. It's everything to do with them. Yeah, right. And we're going to get back into that. We're going to take a quick break. Some music. Um, your inside weekend updated with Unique and. Nika. I'm so glad that you're back. And we're just talking. It's called Let's Talk. So everything that we are thinking and wanting to talk about we're going to talk about we're going to come back on that liar thing because i have a story for that so make sure you stick around it's blackberry soul radio keep it locked Hey, welcome back. Your inside weekend updated right here on Blackberry Soul Radio with your girl Unique and Nika. And um, let's talk. That's oh. that's the show. We have we went through an hour uh, trying a different format here. We like to know your feedback on if you like the format. We got a lot of positive response when we started doing this format of, and we started it with the form actually. Mm-hmm. Um, going an sh- hour straight through or close to an hour and then finishing up the last hour. And I think I like it because we, you know, in 15 minutes, you just started percolating, right. get things going. Right. Plus, always got yelled at by the uh, big man upstairs <laughs> <laughs> about going overtime. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Spice. Spice, Spice, Spice. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think I really like this uh, this format. But we were talking about our pet peeves and one being absolute liars. Right. So some people say that they're not being a liar per se or lying if they withhold the truth. Okay. <laughs> or if you they ask me. Right. Right. <laughs> and to me, you know, I feel like you should always disclose information, especially if you're trying to build with someone, whether it's a friendship mm-hmm whether it's a relationship or mm-hmm. business ship, mm-hmm. especially if you want the same done. So this is re- reciprocity. Okay. And Kai, Let's get it. 
Let me look up that word real quick. No, you were right. Okay, okay, okay. Because sometimes <laughs> I just say things. Kai. Okay. And for me, if you want me to respect you and tell you things and engage with you, you should you should do the same mm-hmm. because I'm not going to go asking you certain questions, but I will research you. Right. So typically will. I, I will. I, and I'm damn good at it. She is. I am damn good. I can find out your real birthday <clears throat> when you lie about that. I can tell you about your name when you lie about that. <clears throat> I can girl. Oh boy. See your house. I can see your house <laughs> pictures of your house. I can know the houses that you own. I can know the cars I'm that you drive. With her. Yeah. <laughs> So Good look, look at me up though, y'all. Good so luck. and 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 this is for people who think that they have some kind of uh, amenity. Uh, what's that word? Immunity? <laughs> no, girl. What the hell? Are you you talking about being anonymous? Being anonymous. Girl, why we got brain fog? We got brain fog. Because I, I was going to say autonomy, but that's totally different. <laughs> um, but nonetheless especially for the ones that think that they are so secretive pretty much that they on top of their game they on top of their game yeah. and you can't find out anything right. about them i you are the easiest well not the easiest but i i have my tools that i do and um i was dating this one person and he was really serious actually and i won't even go into what happened <laughs> cuz i'm not really ready to really talk about that I'm really not ready. I'm but drop Mike and go go on home. But it was a difference between Mike and Michael. Let's just say that. Right. I'm just using right. that right. as a as a as a uh, example. The person's name nowhere near Mike Mike right. or Michael. But that's how how like di- how how so different mm-hmm. those it's saying those two names right. and when you look them up two different things right. come up, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I found out the person, I asked the person like, your mother really named you this? Mm-hmm. Like no other part of the name? And it was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, okay. Then um, life, ha- universe happened. Universe had it so that I fell asleep and this person had to call me on the landline that nobody had my number but two people. Mm-hmm. It was my other sister, Sherelle, and this person. Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, you know, you had to um, call my house. You had to call me to get buzzed up to my apartment. And the buzzer was connected to my cell phone. So this person's buzzing up like, what is this girl? Where is she at? So they called my house and their real name popped up. Mm. Look at here, look at here. And um, like I said, truth always protects me. That's why I tell it all the time. Even if it means risking friendships or whatever, you got to be loyal to the truth. It always comes out, man. And um, just a matter of that, I found out a lot of things. Let's just say that, including mug shots. It was crazy. So, yeah. (laughs) I think I have stories to tell because I can deal with them and I want to tell them to help other people. Yeah. That story didn't make my book, though. Now that I'm thinking about it. But is you going to always write another oh, one? Oh, oh, oh yes. There, there is definitely has to be a part two because, at you know, the part two is going to end with marriage and possibly a child. I don't know. Um, but I'm. Oh, really? I think so. I think or or our partnership or happiness. It has to. I believe that it's coming. Like, I, you know, now that I am really truly loving me and and, right. and loving myself and mm-hmm. eating right and glowing and I think it's your time. It is my time, girl. I, I got everybody hollering. And I'm just sitting here. No, I'm like just kidding. 
<laughs> and what was that, sweetie? Lonely. Oh, lonely. you're so lonely. I miss it lonely. Girl, you are hilarious because <laughs> you're not. Um, but. You know, I have people actually approaching me because I think it's the energy that you put out. It has right. nothing to really do with how you look, mm. your weight. I mean, it does have how you carry yourself. But I feel that my energy is just I'm just I'm happy right now in, in my life. It's and a so, pleasure to see you now. And you know what kept, who that freed me from that was my book. It freed me from all of the heaviness that I had. And so anytime I feel like, oh, I have to hide or this, I'm like, I have a book out on Amazon with some raw feelings. Speaking of which, let's talk about that, how free you are. Yes. Like, do you, I feel like. By the way, the book is called 1981. 1981, 81, 81, 81, 81, 81, 81, 81, and stay tuned for mine, y'all. I'm really struggling with this, y'all. I'm really, really struggling. I'm going to keep y'all. kicking your butt and making sure you get I'm there. I'm totally struggling. I got some good content, believe me. Yeah. Believe me. Now, what was you going, what were okay, you going to say? Where I was going Sorry. with this was, now that you're so free and you you can't, you got to a point where, you know what I'm saying, like you can be completely honest with yourself, completely honest with other people, your feelings won't be hurt. How do you think that that affects the way that you see other people or deal with other people when they're still going through their mess? Because I feel like, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. okay, because we're sisters, mm-hmm. sister, sister. Like, I feel like sometimes you, because you are there, mm-hmm. you're not really patient with mm. other people getting there. Mm. And that sometimes disturbs me. I'm like, okay, I got you. I get where you're going, mm-hmm. but I ain't there yet. Okay. I'm still at the damn stop sign. Okay. And you didn't already want to hit. Okay. You that car that went around me because I'm still stuck. Okay. I broke down. Okay. And I feel like, how is that, how do you cope with that? How do you think that people can deal with that with you? Because nobody wants to, you know, dim your light because it's great. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But you dimming somebody else's because you you so shining so bright. You don't see everybody else sitting over here suffering. My light about to go, my bulb about to go out. Well, I think, I, I mean, you have to give me an example of what I do because I think that when, if I'm happy, I want to see other people happy. So I'm pulling you to be happy. I don't think that I'm pulling though. You tugging at some stuff that you don't want to deal with. And that's that is what, hard to deal with, but you don't want to deal with it. Right? No. Okay. So what I'm saying is I'm not going to let you sit in your undimmed light <laughs> or unshining light and sit in your mess while I'm shining. What kind of person could, am I to look I at? That. I get that. Right. So I'm going to do what I can because I wish somebody did that for me. Right. And so anyone that's in my circle, I'm going to give you no excuses, no room to make excuses. You say, oh, I can't do this. Well, here you go with this resource, with this tool, with this means. And if I see, though, because the thing is, if I don't see you trying, I just at that point, it's like there's no hope and I just give up on you. And so it's not about me dimming your light, because I think that is like shitting on a person. I would never shit on a person. Um, I always bring them up because I feel like there's a lot of people that don't have opportunities. And what is it, what does it say about my character to be shining and feeling good while somebody's not feeling good? Okay, so let, as this is an example. I think you're one of them people that want to want you to dive off the diving board instead of walking on the steps to get in the pool. You've been... You've been falling over the steps all your life. But I'm not, now, now it's I'm time to walk. With, right, and now I'm walking, but you want me to dive in. 
I, I feel like you're crawling. <laughs> no, now you said walking now. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like in that case, people are crawling. They want it. They want they make up excuses. It's like, oh, I want you to help me. OK, I'm going to help you. And then I put here. Here's some accountability. Mm-hmm. Here's some responsibility. Mm-hmm. And here's some obligations. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, and that's where, and that's where, and I'm like, okay, to loyalty, right? Because you tell me the truth. I'm going to tell the person the truth. And for that, I'm loyal to you. I don't, but I I need you to be truthful more than loyal. I am very truthful. Mm -hmm. I'm truthful about my feelings. And then sometimes I feel like, you know, being truthful is, is something that I had to be able to like, Dealing with my feelings, dealing with my emotions, telling the truth, how I really feel is making me vulnerable. I don't right. like to feel like that. Well, either like you have like to, that. you have to do one or two things. You're going to have to feed your ego or feed your love and your compassion right. and your, and, and your strengths and, and understanding and acknowledging your weaknesses. So you're either going to choose one or the other. And for me, I'm going to always remind you when you decide to choose the other <laughs> And I don't have to say anything. It's just in my walk, in my talk, in me, and being around me. Mm-hmm. And so usually people cut themselves out your life when they can no more sit and shit because right. you won't allow them to. Right. So they go sit shit in, in other places because right. I don't have pity parties, right? That's true. You don't. So I, even when I'm going through it or whatever, I find a way to make it a positive twist to things. I don't necessarily think take a positive twist to other people in a sense like, you know, people are a shitty person. I really acknowledge that you're a shitty person and move on. But when it comes to myself, I hold myself very accountable. Okay. And I have the same expectations for other people. And I don't, and I'm not like I'm leaving you there or shitting on you. I'm going to help you out along the way. But I believe in tough love. I believe that, you know, if a person, how can you be a friend or a family or anything? If you, you thriving, and I look back and the person that's in close proximity to you is suffering. Now, it. one can say, well, shit, that, that's their life. They're grown ass person. Yeah. And I mean, you have the right to say that. Mm-hmm. OK, but for me, I like to see people happy. I like to see people thriving. I'd like to see people living to their fullest potential right. and beyond because I know what happiness feels like. And I definitely know what sadness feels like. And ha- happiness just feels freeing. And now that I'm happy, the problem that I'm having is that I'm, a, I am attracting psychopathic people, psych- psychopaths. I, I am a- attracting people who appear normal, who appear to be successful. Mm-hmm. And these people are emotionally clingy or just crazy altogether. And that's what that's what I mean. It's like the energy is radiating and it's like magnetic and it's like pulling everybody in. These people need you. No, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need psychopaths and sociopaths around me. Um, but that's I guess that's the downside is that when you're magnetic, you pull in all the energy regardless. Right. And then that's when you when you have like, you know, truths and you have morals and you have integrity that's what stopped them from even moving forward mm-hmm. because you stopped them in their, in their, in their journey to you or your in, or their, their, uh, <laughs> you stop them in their, in their tracks. And so by saying certain things and certain truths and they go, Oh, hold, hold on. Let me turn up. You turn here because she's not that easy or she's not a person that's going to allow me to take advantage of, the, mm-hmm. of her or whatever or whatever. But then the crazies just, you know, that's a difficult story. Okay. Let me ask you this. How do you know 
What are the signs that you know that you like? I'm in a good place. I'm happy now. How do you know that you're you're okay? You're good. You're in a great place. When your addictions that start to resurface, you can fight them. Like when I'm stressed, I I used to be an emotional eater, mm-hmm. and so in stressful situations, whether good or bad, mm-hmm. anxiety being good, like oh I'm really anxious about something, I celebrated eating. Mm-hmm. I punish myself eating mm-hmm. so how i know i'm free from that is that in stressful situations now i go juice oh, so at work if i know i have this stressful pro- project that i'm working on or whatever i need to think of this or that it's like i'm gonna juice because mm-hmm. that eliminates the stress or the possibility of stress eating mm-hmm. or binge eating or anything of that nature so then i have to deal with the issue head on so, I mean, that's you got to put things in place that's going to that's going to co- accommodate and complement your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's about not feeding into stresses. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to treat myself to something, and then I don't feel guilty. Right. Right? So that's that. It and I and I know the difference. I know the different feeling you know, and so it, it, the feeling of happiness or the feeling of just being okay with the idea that life is not perfect, that mm-hmm. you're going to have good days, right, bad days right, right. And, and indifferent days. Mm-hmm. The idea that, oh, my God, you know, detaching yourself from the, the worst possibility. What is the worst possibility that can happen most of the time in people's life is losing their job, losing their source of income, losing their security, losing this or losing that. Mm-hmm. Um to detach yourself from the idea that these things could be the worst thing that could happen to you. I mean, I don't, it's not thinking about that and just kind of living your purpose and knowing that life is not always going to be perfect. You're not going to always feel good, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're in a business relationship or a, a friendship. You're not always going to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like at work, you know, your your idea might not manifest or you may not get, you know, that raise or you may not um, get to brainstorm and have your idea produced. And you have to say it's for it's not for the betterment of me. It's for the betterment of the the company or the business or the organization or the mission. Um, same thing in, in, in your relationship. It's a compromise. Most people are selfish. In general. So when you're selfish and you don't get your way, you act bratty, you have this, you know, bad day, you start accusing people of stuff. You just start just being a really evil or mean or bad person. Mm-hmm. Those adjectives, mm-hmm. negative, negative, feeding right. negative energy. Got it. So you know that you're happy when you didn't get your way and you're like, okay, I'm cool. Period. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Got it. So when you feel that way, let me know. And we can radiate together, my sister. <laughs> With- I feel like that a lot here. Like I do, I do. The energy, like I'm, I really feed off of energy. Like if the energy is bad in a place, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Like right. I really, really, really feed off. I cannot take it. I cannot control it. I'm just. But the energy with you is is really, really. It radiates positivity most. Thank of the time. you. And when is those times that it doesn't? When you reaching, reaching like. In your in your in your bag of emotions yeah. and trying to pull out, <laughs> you're reaching emotion. in the Barney bag. And it's <laughs> <laughs> I love you, you love me. My that's a, that's a hard that's a hard place to just give up. Like 
That's but not what it, sanctuary. What is? What are you losing? That part of me that that I I don't know. I can t- like it's just like it's just something that I just feel like people going to take. I've been taken advantage of. I've been abused, misused, mistreated. But that that's what I have inside of me that nobody can get to. Nobody can mistreat. Nobody can control. Nobody can do nothing with. I I have that. So me letting that go. Hmm. Scary. Mm-hmm. Cause what I have left, you have your dignity. You have your human. I have that now, right? But you're not happy. Not like how could you really function not knowing that you're not bonding with someone in its truest sense? I mean, you feel like, oh yeah, I got one up on this person. <laughs> like who's always been good in Mario Brothers? No. <laughs> like this isn't a video. No, game. it's not fun. It's not. But it's comforting. Yes. And comfort keeps you down. Keeps me down. You won't grow in comfort. You and I realized that I honestly do realize that that me being comfortable is what's keeping me down. You're right. When I feel uncomfortable, it's some feelings that I can't control. I'm like, wow, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, to oh, yesterday when I was oh, I have a fantabulous quote from Louis Colazzo there. Um I was I'm taking a leadership class and let me go get this. Let me go get this. And he said, and this quote was by Andre Guy. He says, you cannot discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Let that sink in. Got it. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Took, took a moment for you to. That's dope. Let me say that again. You cannot discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Yo, that's dope. Andre Gid. No, that's dope. That's that's so profound. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can't. I can't with him. With that. I don't even know who he is. I got. I hope he's not like a psycho killer or something. I I need to research who Andre. Andre G I D E guide a guide or something yeah so like what that means is and if you cannot grow you cannot become who you truly should be if you don't let that shit go you can't you can't grow if you want to one-up somebody if you don't trust somebody come on come on now if you keep looking at the same shit you can't but if you don't come out of your surroundings and you don't get uncomfortable. I'm going to fight you. Do you hear me now? Okay. Pastor. Okay. Pastor Neek. Like you cannot grow if you're not willing to go there. If you're not willing to somehow compromise, mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable. Right. And, and, and walk an extra mile out of your comfort zone. And then an extra two miles, an extra three, and an extra four, five, six, and seven. I mean, that's just about life. And so there's so many people who are not allowing themselves to grow because they're afraid of success. I feel like no one's really afraid of failure. People are afraid of success. They're afraid of being held accountable. They're afraid of succeeding. They're afraid of leaving their friends. They're afraid of leaving their their family. They're afraid of leaving their hood because they feel like they're, you know, they got this ego to feed. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. Yeah. 
that struck me when he said that we were talking about leadership boards and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa say that again yeah no, yeah that was dope. i can't yeah. even i can't get past that one mm-hmm. see see what happens when you connect with people and you bond with people mm-hmm. you learn from people when you don't want to always be right but it's really gaining an understanding right. and so i love quotes i, I, love I, quotes I live well. by quotes and i love dissecting quotes yes because everybody has a different meaning from mm-hmm. their quotes but um for sure we're gonna read that one more time you Please cannot do. discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore sweetie for sure for sure no doubt. No pun intended. By Andre. For sure, for sure. <laughs> right. Guide or guide or guide. G-I-D-E. I don't know how you pronounce G-I-D-E. I don't know either. Ride. Guide. 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 Oh, right. Guide. Guide. But guide is G-U-I-D-E. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. But um, I'm still kind of bugged out about adventures, but we're not going to go there. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, my God. Yes. All right. Anyway, we're going to talk for sure. Talk about that next weekend for sure. If you're just joining us, you're inside. We can update it with unique and Nika. And we're on Blackberry Soul Radio and we have a little different format this Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. Um, format is we're going one hour straight as we did already to noun. Um, another hour Mm -hmm. oh last weekend you you know we did do a replay of my boy willie so so we got to get him on the show i want him to be on the show with you so the three of us can can you know uh converse or in in the ghetto term conversate conversate (laughs) 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 don't say we 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 I don't speak french why are some people Girl, bye. You don't uh, speak French. I don't. Facts. I speak um, Espanol. Mm. Como se llama? Me amo. Nika. De donde eres tú? North Carolina. Oh, cuan, cuánto años tienes tú? Uh, I'm 35. Oh, shut. <laughs> tú hablas Espanol, señorita? Un poquito. Un poquito. Sí, sí, mamacita. <laughs> so, do you get mistaken a lot for being Hispanic or Latino? Girl, if you don't get, no, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so we have a nephew, and he resembles eight, like he's Asian, you know. And and he actually had certain situations where he was in a store, and an Asian lady, I don't know if she was what she was, Chinese, Korean, or, right. or Japanese, started speaking in that their native language, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm black." <laughs> and I always wonder what it felt like to be considered something that you're not like, do you have to, do you feel that you had to prove your blackness? Cause you're extremely light growing up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you were called, you know, white girl and stuff of like course. that. So do you feel that, you know, you had to prove your blackness or. No. Okay. Cause I don't have that problem. I'm not for it. No. Have, do you, did you ever feel like you were given privileges because you're lighter, you're lighter no. um, complexion? No, I feel like I've been dissed and dismissed because of my complexion, and I'm still black. What dissed and dismissed by who? Y'all. <laughs> who is y'all? Y'all brown skin girls always give us a hard time, and men give us a hard time. Really? Absolutely. Because when you hear it from a darker skinned woman, you know when we're talking about colorism, th- there is a different perspective in that lighter skin 
had got more privileges. I personally have never experienced any situation where I felt that my skin color being dark skin was a hindrance. I actually, How would you feel if I had Afro plus and said black power? Sister, let's go. It's a black power move. Black Panther movement. How would you feel? What do you mean? As your complexion now? If I, yeah. If you, as a very light-skinned woman saying what? You heard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> black power? If I was the frontline woman of the Black Panther sisters. I mean, Angela would Davis. Would you me serious? Angela Davis was. Oh, you, you circumventing the truth. But okay. Angela Davis. There's a lot of lighter-skinned uh, black leaders. And you feel what? I'm not prepared to talk about that right now. But I thought it was interesting to see so many. I do think that there's a lot of lighter skinned women and lighter skinned counterparts in general, men or women who go above and beyond. You know, it's like they're truly black, like black, black, because black, we black, 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 more than the browner skin or brown. I'm saying brown girl, the brown skin women. Yeah, I feel like and it's, I feel like, oh, my goodness, like growing up light skin with a brown skin sister i feel like we on the same page honey we have the same struggles we doing the same things but i feel like when i go out in the, in the world it's like <laughs> look at her it's always something that comes before me right i think like that, attitude and so you feel that it's negative and i think that that's negative i think that derives from previous generations where the you know you were the master's daughter or the master's son, and you receive more privileges. So I think this is two, three, four generations of of, of colorism really perpetuating uh, certain stigmas in the black community. And so when you had lighter skin, and to me, you know, you guys don't just have you, Sherelle, bonus mom, you know, doesn't have like a regular light skin, you know, like the Beyonce light skin or the she ever see. You don't think that she's light skin, right? She's not. But that's funny because you have you guys are very light skin, like you you guys can be considered another race, and so I think that the way you see things is going to be totally different from maybe a Beyonce or a Sierra who are lighter skin, who are who are actually what most people consider light skin. You don't consider them light skin, which is interesting. So, what do you consider me? Very very light skin. I mean, I feel like you guys are anomaly. You guys aren't the typical light skin. You know, um, I'm sure like people like Alec Weck or people who are very dark skin probably have the same. What are you laughing at? Have the same issues maybe that you feel because they don't see people like themselves. I see people like me all the time on television. I see people my complexion all the time. So I don't feel that I'm different. I don't feel that, you know, most leading ladies are, are brown or have a hue, have a, a, a brown hue, whether they're light or dark. And so I never felt that my skin color kept me back. I just didn't feel that way. And it could be the way we were raised. Um, there is a little sorrow there for, for, for lighter, lighter skin um, women, I feel, because sorrow. Yeah, it's a little feeling that I have inside. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm confused. Because I feel that you guys have been ejectified. I don't feel that it's, I think it's, you know, when you look at people like a Cardi B, you guys are light, you know, about lighter than her. 
And you look at people when people say, well, in the entertainment business, people, you know, that light skin, they sell more records. So they they get at the forefront. But then when you look at it, it's that they're looked at in a very sexual way. They're objectified. They're not respected. They don't. It's not like men are like, oh, I'm going to take you home and marry you right. and bring you home to mama. It's the freak this funk that Thaliana. <laughs> yeah. Beep, boop, boop, boop. And for me, I don't want to be looked at that way. So there's just like, man, you know, like I see I don't see a lot of brown skin women objectified in that way. And that's a negative thing for me. That's that's not a positive to be sexually desired in that way. Um but then when they look at an Oprah, it's respect. And I'm like, yeah, you know, one of the most uh, beautiful supermodels is still doing her thing, Naomi Campbell. Beautiful brown chocolate skin. And cool. so she's respected. So I'm just, but then you look at someone else and it's like, oh, well, Beyonce is this. And if she was brown, she would make it. But Beyonce is shaking that ass a lot. Like, I don't see her with clothing on like Adele and and being and being respected and 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 popular or whatever I, I i see that there's a certain expectation to remove clothing and to show your body and to shake your ass in order to be i guess appreciated or or, or that's reverent that's funny because i've really honestly never None of that has bothered me. None of that has been a factor in my life. Well, I think that when I'm you're talking, I never consider myself like totally like the way you say I'm light skinned I'm like I'm just a light skinned girl. Like I don't see. Oh, you're extra light, light. You light. are. I don't see myself. I just see myself as a typical light skinned girl because you guys think that Beyonce is light skinned does not mean that I'm extra extra light skinned I feel like y'all wrong. I'm right. Oh, I'm light skinned That girl's not light skinned Okay. That woman is not. But it's interesting because I mean. She calls herself red bone. Her husband calls her yellow bone, red bone. So to me, you may not feel that way, but majority of people feel that, you know, Amaya is extremely light skinned. I mean, that's that's like borderline. And she's pretty much is mulatto a, a term that we could say is that. Is that offensive? offensive. Okay. So she's biracial. And so I exactly, but you are that complexion. So I I was just getting into that. I feel So that's a bonus. To be okay, great. (laughs) Great. But I do feel I love the controversy behind my skin color because I I'm a hundred percent African American, don't want to be nothing else, don't want to be considered nothing else, Mm -hmm. don't care about none of that other stuff. I don't even care about the bad stuff that come behind it. I love proving people wrong because I'm a cool ass light skinned chick. I ain't got no bad attitude. Oh, you think I do? But I, don't have I no never bad said you attitude. had a bad attitude. <laughs> I'm cool, mm-hmm. and I produced a brown skin baby. Okay, so I'm like, I don't understand what the pro- What's the problem? There's no problem, but there there is what I hear from darker skinned women is that they have received hate from mostly men. And my thing towards that is, and I don't ever want to be, uh, dismiss anyone's struggle or even, um, not, or be insensitive to it because I don't know what it feels like to be called, you know, blackie or you look good for a dark skinned girl or this Mm -hmm. or that, because I never had that. My, my hangups were with my weight Mm -hmm. and my height, you know, I'm six feet tall. So I've been six feet since I was two. So, you know, being extremely (laughs) tall and always at, at, most points in my life, I was overweight. So I was big because it was like you're big and tall. And so wanting to be feminine and wanting to be presented in a, in a feminine manner for me was my hang up. I just never had that skin color hang up. Um, so but I do take into consideration 
when people say things like, well, they struggled and people call them you cute for a dark girl or this or that. Um, But my thing is, why do you want to be like at some point in your life when you become a woman or you enter in, you know, I don't know if darker skinned men have that issue. It seems like it's always the darker skinned women that they the media put projects that had has this insecurity. But at what point do you say, "Okay, I am mature. I don't know. And I don't want to be with this man who has a preference for lighter skinned women. I have a preference for big guys Mm -hmm. you know even when i um when i'm small i still don't like small men i don't like skinny men Mm -hmm. i don't like basketball players i prefer football players Mm -hmm. and um i i like chocolate skin i like and and wrestlers and i like peanut butter too i do i like i like samoans i like big men i like men with with girth um, I like men. Excuse me. Oh, is that a word to describe the back? I'm sorry. Let me look. Ain't that. nobody describe no back with no girth. <laughs> That's describing something else, my love. Oh, well, I was talking about his back. Um, I like a big back, and I like you know a man to be tall. Oh God. So those are preferences. Am I allowed to say I like darker skinned men? Is a man allowed to say they like lighter skinned women? Yeah. Without being called a colorist or hating yourself or hating your race, you know. I think so because I I tell my, I say all the time that I don't like getting the tan and it's no disrespect to nobody else. It's just how I look. I'm okay with being Mm -hmm. me. And me getting darker sometimes is just like, I don't don't feel like, I don't want to be dark. Er. Don't say dark. Okay, it's fine. And that's your thing. I don't want to be lighter either. I, I absolutely, I mean, I I think that dark skin is better. <laughs> <laughs> this is my sister, y'all. That, that goes to truth and loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I find that darker skinned women are beautiful. I find darker skinned men beautiful. Doesn't mean that I don't like, I don't appreciate lighter skin. Um, but it's just something about chocolate clear clean skin that beautiful and i see people who are really beautiful i find that they're darker and sherelle said oh you always say that darker women are, are more beautiful." I, th- I think you go out your way to do that I, it's not what do you mean going out my way it's what i see and that's actually psychological when you when you think when you find yourself attractive you tend to find people in you in in your image your like like image or whatever that terminology is like yourself you tend to find people beautiful who look like you you notice most of the people who i consider beautiful have higher cheekbones yeah they're chocolate they have smooth skin typically taller um and so i it's a in my Sorry, image trying to say you don't think i'm attractive you i you about a six <laughs> you about a six no okay. i'm just kidding okay I'm just kidding. But there okay. are some men who don't even look my way because I'm six feet chocolate and they may look, hey, little light skin. You know? I don't like that. You don't have to like don't it. It's call just me their, little light skin. That's their preference. I mean, that that's, and a man is, is entitled to his First preference. First of all, that's two things. Little because I'm short and light skin because I'm light skin. That, that, that's not me. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. So I understand that that's his preference. I'm not going to doubt. Oh, he don't like, right, he don't like chocolate. If somebody's attracted to you, they're not attracted to me. That's right. great. Perfect. Unless there's a man who just likes all women. And then he's people sometimes it's fine beauty and everything. I ask 
actually, I, you know, it's like growing up, it was hard. It was a lot growing up. Like when I was a kid, it was like, you white, you white, you white, you white. And I just found it stupid. It's like mm-hmm. ignorant. It's like, come on now. If really, I'm white. Right. Just because my skin is a little lighter than yours, I'm white. Little. Lot lighter. But, you know, it's kids. <laughs> kids will be kids. I mean. This girl got something to say. But the kids will be kids. It's like I was teased for being extremely taller than most kids i couldn't control that like you can't control your skin color Mm. but i think the deeper conversation is rooted in slavery and a deeper conversation beyond that is after we were free this colorism idea that lighter is better um straighter hair is better it's all pretty much being whitewashed and what i find interesting is that like the kardashian sisters which i appreciate i'm like these 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 girls trying to be sisters (laughs) they really are you know it's like they appreciate blackness, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, they tend to have black right. friends, black culture. I'm not sure I'm mad at them. You know, there's a lot of people How that are like, be? oh, they're appropriating culture and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, nah, I have, I, I have hips. I have a butt. I didn't have to go out and, and shoot myself up and get it. Um, it was hiding under the fat. And it's here. <laughs> And I get compliments on it and it feels good that other people are going out to get it. I have a, a small nose. People are it's cute. Got a little butt got it. a little button nose and, and people go out to get smaller a smaller nose. The things that I didn't like about myself, it's interesting and it feels a little good, feeds a little ego when people are going out to get it, like my high cheekbones. I see Those people getting fillers. My lips, I used to hate them because I thought they were duck lips, because the top lip kind of slightly over look at the side look at the slide oh yeah 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 kind of slightly so i used to do like this y'all can't see me but i used to want to i have never put a jaw the bottom jaw out because i hated that my lips were so full and now everybody's getting fillers and they look you know and so to me it's like wow you really bless me the universe really blessed me with beauty something else honey and I hated how I looked when I was growing up, but I did, I, I look different. That's why when people say, oh, this person got face surgery or that, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I'm like, hold on. Cause I know when I was little, I looked. You matured. I, I definitely matured. I went from a cute, I was going to say a cucumber to a butterfly. I went from a caterpillar, caterpillar to a no, butterfly. No, but you were cute when you were younger. And you, I, I, just, I think I went to this ugly. Everybody goes to their metamorphosis. Yes, middle school. <laughs> I was. That middle school is a motherfucker. I it swear. is middle school. All my middle school kids out there, shout out to you. Hold on, hold strong, because the yeah, universe got the, you. Hold on, because the universe got you. Because it's like cute. It, yeah, they are. They they're lucked really up. Cute. I didn't necessarily luck. I looked. I don't know what is going on because I, I I missed it. I totally missed all of this shit. Like, where was I when you were having these things? Like, what do you mean where you were? I don't understand. I missed it. I've never went through the thing where I looked at my nose, looked at my lips, looked at this. I don't like this. Really? Part. I never. I, I have. Never, I have. I. It only was really. Thing that concerns me is my teeth. It was very bad for me. It was. It was because I always wanted it to be feminine. And I grew up with you guys <laughs> that were so little and and short. And it was like, I looked at, you know, I just felt like a boy. That feminine part of me blew me. I wanted to be a little boy. See, I, I felt like a boy. I felt like I was taller than the guys. The Girl, guys made fun it. of me. They wanted to fight me. I fought them. It was like they looked at me as they bro ham. Childhood was lit. Shout out to childhood. Childhood was horrible. <laughs> but adulthood is real lit. Childhood. 
childhood was lit for me. I hated childhood, but never Shout relived out to it. Childhood. Would never relive it. I will go back there again no. and again and again no. and again. I never. promise you I would. This I'll is adult be, life. I love it. I love getting older. I love maturing. I love growing. I love it. I, I'm still stuck. <laughs> You still stuck. You 15 years old. I still want to go play kickball. I still want to climb a fence. You can still do that. I still that. want to do weird, stupid, childish shit sometimes. I don't. I want to do grown and sexy stuff. It's not, not, not enough. It's not enough grown and sexy stuff. I want to actually. Um, then create it. Oh, I am. I am. I, I absolutely love Let's grown do a and book sexy. Club. I like that. Yeah, we should do the weekend updated book club. Or the knee. The knee. The knee and neek. Yeah. Nini. or new <laughs> that's dope we could say our poetry we could sit around and you know have a glass of wine a glass of cranberry juice a glass of cranberry juice and the vegan cookie and a vegan tata i'm not coming to your party <laughs> um yeah we i, I absolutely love uh being um an adult i really do i love paying my own bills i love not answering to folks um, I love in a way of being single. I love, um, I love where I am right now in my life and space that I'm in. I don't, I did not enjoy childhood. Um, but anyway, back on this colorism thing, wrapping that up is that I don't want to be insensitive to other people's issues. Um, I find it interesting from both perspective. You know, we sat and saw a Sony Martin, um, speak when he did his one man play oh yeah and he talked about his mother having because she could actually pass back yeah. in the day day right. and um her struggles mm-hmm. as, of not being accepted as a black person and being teased from the black part and then also dealing with a great deal of racism from the right white side and right. being sexualized and objectified by white men um and hated on by her own people so she she didn't fit in anywhere and I thought that that was interesting. And then hearing, you know, other people, friends and family members who are, you know, extremely darker um, and hearing their struggles with bleaching creams and wanting to be lighter and hating to hear this whole dark thing. But then they're successful. And it's like, but you, you succeeded. You're successful and you're not a kid anymore. And for me, it's like, okay, this man or these group of men have their own preference and I probably wouldn't connect with them anyway if you only deal with me because of a skin complexion. Um, I think that colorism and the way that we look at things have died down. But then again, there's other cultures that deal with it, like the Afro-Latinas and the Afro-Latinos in general that deal with um, their issues with colorism. Mm -hmm. And then the Indians in India dealing with colorism. And so, and then they, let's not even talk about Asians um, and their, their love for white skin, mm-hmm. some. So, um, and this whole appropriating culture when it comes to K-pop and, and, and <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. Because <laughs> I am anti those yes, dudes. Yes, you are. I don't, I don't get into that. is so pro Yeah, you know, because I've heard interviews of some of those K-pop stars who emulate black people and it's like, yo, what's up, homie? Yes, I'm a thug. <laughs> I like to talk black and ghetto in, in my hobby, you know? And it's like, dude, you know, I don't even want to get into that because that is, that um, is, I need to really think out that, pro- that whole <laughs> thought process Honey. because I don't want to start calling names and being ignorant and, and you know, whatever. I just need to really of that, let's process that. that. Speaking of that, like, okay. 
Y'all, I'm about to say this, and I might sound totally, completely ignorant. Let me just say this about, I don't even know if I should say it, y'all. <laughs> like, I would, okay, how about profiling when it comes to, like, certain things like your nails done, your hair done, mm-hmm. uh, your fashion and stuff like that. Like, would you go to a black person to get your nails done? Would you go to a Korean to get your hair done? Certain things like that. Um, I would go to a clean spa <laughs> because I have my thing about people certain. I'm not even going to go there either, but I would rather go to a black <laughs> nail technician than these te- nail techs on the corner who just come over here rude and don't is and that don't understand the culture. You set up shop in our neighborhoods and you don't live and be of our neighborhood. You just making money off our neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. I don't have a preconceived notion about a person based on their race or their ethnicity when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. Now, will I go to a, a white person to do my hair? Probably not, because unless I go to them and say, hey, do you know how to do Afrocentric hair? Do you know how to do my texture hair? I mean, that's an honest conversation right, because there are mm-hmm. some people who don't know. Right. And you do assume that if you're black, you know how to work black people's hair because yeah. you have black people hair, right. quote unquote. Right. You know, so. But um, you are trained for all types of hair when you're in hair school. Are you? Yeah. See, I don't know that. I thought that you have a preference. Like some people prefer braiding. Some people prefer weaving. Some people like I assume that if I'm going to uh, a white salon that they specialize in the hair that they have that's the that's the hair that they do every day which i would assume is their own everything but you do have your pick right you you know so i will i will go in and say hey do you work with um african-american hair i would go to a dominican shop and say say the same thing because the texture hair is different however when it comes to just oh i'm going to go to a korean shop because no I would rather go to a clean nail shop who is of the community and supports the community because, you know, typically if you are a nail technician, you should know how to do every person's nail. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Korean. I'm going to go to black. I'm going to support black businesses um, as long as the store or the business that I'm patronizing is clean and provides the service that I require. Period, point blank. Got it. Period, point blank. That's it. That's all. Yeah. So um, there's a lot that's been going on that we haven't touched about because we're not really trying to do the current affairs thing. Right. Um, But I do want to say that Wendy Williams, remember when we we (laughs) talked a little bit? I I love that she's honest. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is a tough situation that she's going through and she's deciding to leave her husband. There's not enough of that. Uh, and, and, you know, there's not enough of people saying, you know what, even though I might look a certain way, I'm going to leave this situation be- for the betterment of myself. So I just want to shout out. What are you laughing? I want to shout out you Wendy Williams. Look a <laughs> Do you know what I mean by look a certain way? No, I don't. I, I'm not talking about actually they, how they look. Oh, I'm talking okay. about figuratively Girl, <laughs> in a sense of when people say, if I leave him, I'm going right. to look this, this, I'm going to look this, that people are not going to know, think that I'm, I'm happy. They're going to judge me. So I got a shout out to Wendy because, you know, I don't know how long she's known, but 
people have been making fun of her and saying, well, you know, you did this for so many years for to people. This is karma getting you back. Gonna, of course they're going to um, Shout out to her for saying, I'm going to live my best life. And shout out for her being honest, saying that I'm dealing with my issues. Shout my- out to her for being petty, too. <laughs> getting that cop back. <laughs> I don't call that petty. I call that right. Like, I mean, I call it right. So I just want to shout out to her because there's not enough women out there who are standing up for their happiness and choosing happiness over uh, image. True. There's not a lot of people choosing happiness over image. And so um, shout out to Wendy Williams. Can't wait to see how that goes. percolates and and what happens and if she's going to really talk about it in a in a more honest form Mm -hmm. and because she still has to do you know her hot topics her show right and gossip Mm -hmm. and and all of that good stuff so I, i i am enjoying that journey in a good way to say like man she's in a position where most people especially if she knows that they're going to say aha that's what you get comma blah 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 most people would stay most people would create uh you know a facade and True. so shout out to, to Wendy. Shout out Wendy Williams. Yeah, shout out to Wendy Williams for sure. Um Nipsey Hustle has been gone for for what, a couple of weeks or three mm-hmm. or four weeks now. And um there's been just so many people that have been praising him right. and riding with him, riding for him. Yeah, and I, I often wonder, not in a negative way, but it's like so many people are like praising him and have called him close to Jesus. I've seen some people say he's the savior and I'm like, what in the heck? But where was the love when he was alive? I promise you. And, I, I and promise I'm not going to say it's this one producer who refused to work with him. And I'm not going to say this producer's name refused to work with him. But then now he's on Instagram playing little snippets and music and acting like he had Ain't so much something. love for, for Nipsey. Ain't that something. And I'm just like, man, like, why can't we praise people while they're here? While they're here, why can't we uplift people while, while they're, they're here? here? Yeah. I, I just find that just so weird. It's bewildering. It's I'm like I I was literally like I follow him on Instagram all the time, but it was not no big noise about him before now. Right. I'm not knocking it. I'm just confused. Yeah. I'm very confused um, how I mean, it's more or less humans, human nature. This, this is it's weird. like it's, it's weird. beyond weird. It's like they use you up and, 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 and forget about you when you're here. And then you become a huge legend or icon when you're gone and people are sensitive. Oh, don't say this. Oh, no, right, oh, no, no. Right. Uh-uh, you can't do that. Bite your head right. Off. And it's like, but what happened with actually embracing people when they're here and supporting them when they're here so they can even rise higher and right. protecting them when right. they're here? Um, because, you know, you can't do much when you're gone. You can't. You know, um, your spirit lives on, but your force and your soul and in the passion and all of that, hopefully it lives on through somebody else and it mm-hmm. touched someone else to, 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 to motivate them and to move forward and to, to make change. But man, it's like, and that's what I, that's why I was like, I don't want no funeral because people, you know, I, I can only imagine what stories people would tell about me when I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? And I want whatever I did, good, bad, and different, ugly, whatever, let it be. Mm-hmm. Don't stand up there and, and, and tell some hoopla. Like I was this great person and awesome, awesome, awesome. 
when that's not the truth. I want my truth to live on. So just let it be. Mm-hmm. Let me be mm-hmm. and leave me alone. Like, I don't want that. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs that. Like, I am who I am. The people that loved me when I was here, that was in my life, that was here, know and appreciate who I was honestly, mm-hmm. truthfully. Okay. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. Mm-hmm. Leave that alone. Mm. I mean, I don't want it. I want I want to be able to write my own story and I, my story is out there and that's the truth. Right. Um, and so I, I like to write the truth, my story, whether good, bad or indifferent. But right. everybody is going to paint you in a different light. Some people you're going to look at you as a savior, like you really touch them in a way that may have, you know, that really transformed you. yeah, your, their lives or they may have shared with you. And then there's others that, you know, they're going to be happy you're gone. They're going to think that you could. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that wish you, me, you, whoever Mm -hmm. would move out their way so that they could, you know, they can succeed when they realize that they're, they're stuck because of themselves. Mm -hmm. There's some real trifling, evil, mean spirited people out there. That's so sad. Um, Very sad. Very sad. Do you have anybody before we wrap things up? Cause I had a good time just talking with you. Um, You have anybody you want to shout out? Any anyone close to you? Any anybody? No, <laughs> you don't do those shout outs. I don't. I, I, I think that's corny. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I I love them, and people love to hear their names, and they oh, love. Oh my god! I think you don't shout people out because you don't want phone calls like why. <laughs> So you try to wrap that shit under, oh, it's corny. No, it's not corny. It is corny. You don't want to get phone calls with, hey, I was listening to the show. I thought I meant this much to you. Oh, my goodness. But she is crazy. Yeah, no, I I just spit the truth. Truth or loyalty. Truth or loyalty. So I do want to I do want to shout some people out. um, Definitely. But I want you to go first. I have nothing to shout out. Just just take Nobody a chance. What are we talking about? The comfort Girl, zone? Go first. Maybe I'll be comfortable after you do it if you think that I have somebody to shout okay, out. Okay, anyway. Shout out to Tina Bailey. She's always been a supporter of ours. We went to her sister talk. Been missing it because of this show, but then also just being busy on yeah, the weekends. Shout out to her. Uh, she's out in Raleigh. Sister talk. She's always uh, been supportive, and I got to get her a book. She won't let me mail it. She's like, you're going to give it to me <laughs> in my hand. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to make the next sister talk up in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. So I just want to shout her out. Um, I just love people who are doing their thing and Mm -hmm. embracing others as well. Please check out my book, 1981. Yeah, 1981. By Unique Webster. Mm -hmm. Um, It's available on Amazon. I also want to shout out Casey Harney out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. He is the uh, president and CEO of Cress, but also Angelaric. I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying the production company's name right. I saw um, Ladies Night Out. Yeah, you came cool. with with me to see that. It's um, it's a really nice setup. The way that they set mm-hmm. up uh, the production. You know, you don't know who's sitting at your table if they're actually in the play or right. not. And then when it starts, uh, the person gets up and starts talking. You like, right. hold on, what's going on? It's just so much energy. Um, it's like a soap opera, and they have different episodes each um, Fourth Friday. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to go again next Fourth Friday in May in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then they have the finale, which um, I'm going to go to June 14th. So shout out to the both of them, um, the production company, Andrew Lyric uh, Productions, doing their thing and Mm -hmm. loving it. Um, I think that's it for me. 
Uh, you sure you don't have anybody else you want to shout out? No. No? No. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Weekend Updated with me, Unique. And... Eka! And happy Saturday. See you next Saturday. Holla. Goodbye.